We're live. We're live? Welcome back, everybody, to Barbell and Friends Podcast. Speak up. Shut up. Speak up. What? All right. No, you can hear me. Okay. Fuck off. Cool. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, you got your boy, Quads Like Rup. Coming and back. right here, you got your boy, Hernan El Rhino Paredes. And today oh, we have... the webs. Today, since, you know, we haven't had guests. In a while. Uh, in a while. So we went, you know, above and beyond, and we got two guests today. So... The we owners. The, we got the owners of Lamore Barber on Strength, Daniel and Alicia Burns. Hello, hello. Welcome. How you guys doing? Good. 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 Well, <laughs> you got to talk. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alicia's a little nervous. How you guys doing today? Good? Uh, good. Just good. got done training, so. Yeah. So what was what was on the menu today? Today was just some light accessories, uh, some bench floor presses. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. What yeah. about you, Alicia? Squat. 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 I, I saw Cole had you doing some, you know, some bent chains. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of squats. And then the hypertrophy stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into it. Um. <laughs> first well, first of all, uh, how, how did you guys start lifting just in general? Like 20, 20, no, 15. Well, we've, we've been training um, uh, off and on for many many years it's been uh um started off with bodybuilding actually uh just like anybody yeah, yeah everybody starts off with bodybuilding right everybody wants that uh aesthetic the six-pack abs and uh yeah the aesthetic look yeah, yeah i mean we actually uh we loved bodybuilding for many many years um we did everything from step aerobics believe it or not uh Oh. All the way, yeah, weird, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit, yeah. Uh, we're just fitness junkies, I guess you could call us. Yeah, oh, right. and then we f- we found powerlifting um, in our in our well, actually late in our lives. It was because we got bored of. Yeah, we we found that uh, bodybuilding wasn't something that um, was was. Uh, we were having more fun with the big lifts. Yeah. We used to go with to big bodybuilding shows, and we would watch the competitors on stage and we couldn't figure out even though this person in our eyes looked better than this person this person won over that one yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah and there's politics in that game right so that's what turned us off to bodybuilding because uh, i mean like like i said we were really into it i was actually uh contemplating doing a show and uh yeah and and with like powerlifting it's like a there's no, they, I mean, it's like whoever is stronger wins. It's yeah. like Power lifting's on you, right? So, so if you don't lift the weight, it's 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 your it's your bad, right? You didn't put the training in, you didn't call your numbers right, or whatever the case may be. Um, but it was on you. It, it's just it's a singular sport. It's a team sport, but it's a singular sport. Yeah. You're you're on that platform lifting those weights, and it's on you. So it's not like a judge is going to tell. I mean, of course, depth and stuff like that is again your fault, right? Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, it's on you. It's, it's not a popularity game. You know, it's not just because this person looks better than the other person. If you don't lift the weight, you, you get red lights. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. And uh, were, were you guys into any sports growing up? I know. Um, you were. I, I was. Um, I actually played soccer all through my childhood. Oh, soccer. Uh, I yeah. I wasn't. That, that was. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, play, I played soccer. Right. Uh, I don't know if it was my parents. Uh, um thing about a non-contact sport i don't know if they were just babying me or whatever but uh football was never in the question so actually when i um 
I was a fat kid growing up, right? So I always wanted to play like a, like a contact yeah. sport. That makes uh, two of us. Right. But then actually um, when I hit eighth grade going into uh, high school, you know, everybody wants to look good, right? So yeah. I lost a ton of weight. I, I, I became this skinny little kid. So I actually tried out for freshman uh, JV football. And I, ma I made the team, but uh, I was just getting tossed around because I was so small. Uh, so I actually found volleyball because. Um, oh, you have to say it like you grew up in Hawaii. Yeah, we, we grew up in Hawaii. Uh, so volleyball is actually a very, very popular. popular sport in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. So I played uh, volleyball uh, all four years uh, and uh, really enjoyed that. I was a skinny, tall kid. So. How's it? How's it growing up in Hawaii? Is it like always like perfect weather and stuff like that? It, it is. The coldest it gets is maybe on a bad day 60s yeah in the 60s uh humidity um like but we never knew any different you know what i mean we grew up there so people would say oh it's it's humid there but that was just normal weather for us so it's not like we knew so you get acclimated to it right right yeah like and people there. say like uh yeah. you'll get island fever but like i said we didn't know any different that was that was our home so it's it was just not uh normal for us to grow up there so, so, so you guys grew up on the beach and oh, you know, yeah. just hanging out. If if the surf was good, I wasn't. <laughs> in, I wasn't. I came this close yeah. to not graduating because uh, just skipping school because the beach was more fun. You surfed and everything. I I did uh, bodyboarding. Body, okay. And, uh, yeah, nice. that's cool. Yeah. So how'd you guys like come around? Because um, we're in your gym right now. Like how'd you come about perching a facility? brothers to work out because i know uh you guys started off in your guys' uh, garage, garage right yes yes now, now how how was it you know going from that to I eventually owning this place literally do not i never wanted to be a business owner i didn't want to open this yeah it, it was actually weird it was a. Uh, it was like every, those types of situations where everything just falls into place for him right <laughs> yeah she uh so we we got tired of the commercial gyms right so we said well shit let's um Let's just start something in our garage. So we started slowly gathering equipment. We well, buy no, a we bar. did the math. We did the math and, like, you balance it out. Like, all those days that you spent in the gym with all your money that you spend monthly. Yeah, it, it just it made financial to sense, too. Yeah. So we, uh, and then I, I, you know, the Internet is a fantastic avenue to do research, right? So I, I built my own platform. Um, we accumulated plates, bars. Uh, the bench, the cage, and that was all in our garage, right? So that thing was was packed with equipment, and um, uh, people would come to us, be like, "Hey, can we train with you?" Well, because or, over the the decades of bodybuilding and everything, we um, how do you say it? We kind of built up a reputation okay. among here, where oh, I want to train with you. I want to try. What's, oh, okay. what's working like a for fan you? Base yeah, in a way yeah, kind of thing. right. Why because I was always, you know, in a commercial gym. Now I'm I'm not as strong, but in a commercial gym, I was or always the big. strongest guy. <laughs> I was always the biggest guy. I was always the strongest guy in that gym, right? So uh, yeah. So when we slowly transitioned into our garage, uh, people would always hit us up about uh, training with us. And she actually started training people out of our gym, um, out of our garage gym, okay. right? And so it was just uh, one of those progression, natural progressions, where I was actually driving by this place, this our current location, and there was a for lease sign, right? Oh, okay. So I drove into the uh, the driveway here, looked in the the glass, and I was like, "This is perfect," right? You were actually in Hawaii at that time, and so I I called her up right away. I said, "Hey." Uh, that place that uh, used to be a box. This used to be a boxing gym. Oh, nice. uh, 
is available for lease. So I, she's like, shit, do it. No, she was apprehensive. I did not say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. Yeah, yeah I, she, was, she was very uh, apprehensive, but um, you have to be willing to give up fail everything in order to succeed that's yeah right yeah. so i i was at that point where i'm like if i don't do this now it's not going to happen right so i got up the courage and said fuck it i'm going to do this whether Call we the, fail or not yeah whether we fail or not um and like i said you know you 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 take small steps right so the first step was to get the lease so we got the lease second step is to uh, put it together. Third step was to get people recognition, yeah. right? Put it out there that yeah. hey, this place is this place is open. This place is welcoming to powerlifters. So in the small town of Lemoore, we actually have three gyms, right? We have uh, In Shape, we have the Body Shop, and we have CrossFit Lemoore. So we knew that we had a niche. We had something that those three gyms couldn't offer what yeah. people wanted. Yeah. Powerlifting, yeah. right? Uh, not to say that we only have powerlifters here. We have uh, we have a wide range of people that train here uh, from Olympic lifters to uh, bodybuilders to powerlifters. But, but we offered a service that those other gyms didn't. And I think that's what made us which successful. Is, which is more like a family environment. Oh, yeah, definitely a family environment. Because there's, I mean, in the Valley itself, there's not too many gyms that you know, offer powerlifting in a way, or like a specialty bar. Right. Just right. Like oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, chalk is very frowned on um, at other gyms, and I understand it because it gets everywhere. Um, but it's a gym, right? It's, it's not a hospital. It's not You don't have yeah. to keep it spotless and clean. Um, so. Uh, well, when we opened this, not only did we used to body field for many years and be among, like, Hanford in shape, I used to... And I used to um, run Lamore in shape. So we oh, okay. got a lot of members there. And I saw what, if I had ever had my own place, what I wanted, what I didn't want, what I believed in. And that's how we built it, too. Yeah. So it's not like we went into this blind, right? She actually, um, we actually, <laughs> she actually ran in shape Lamore. Um, okay. So it's not like she did, we didn't have an understanding of how the business worked. Right. So, um, we, like I said, we didn't go into it completely blind, but um, it was scary it, and it still is scary. Um, we've only passed our one year mark uh, this past July and uh, hoping to, hoping and to make it further. To, we're never going to compete against commercial gyms yeah. or the body shop, who's a family owned yeah. business, too, but we know that we're different <coughs> and we don't want to be competing against them or CrossFit Lamar. They're you're total separate. Yeah, we want to be something different. And the people that come here know that. They know it's never going to yeah. be. And you guys are too far away to compete with, uh, you know, any other yeah. powerlifting gyms, you know? Yeah. And it I love supporting the other yeah. powerlifting gyms. Yeah. yeah. One of the, the good and bad things about Lemoore is that there's a military base here, right? Which um, has, a, at any given time, 10,000 maybe uh, servicemen there stationed. But at times, they'll go on boats. Uh, for six months so we'll, we'll lose a member for six months okay. um, or whatever the case may be and they're always constantly rotating they get stationed someplace else so our uh, our member base is constantly rotating so we, we lose family and then a new new group will come in and we'll gain some family and yeah. I'll adopt uh, another one yeah 
Yeah, actually, I actually used to front uh, front desk at InShape before. So. Hadford? No, no, in uh, uh, Visalia. Visalia. Know what yeah. it's like working there. Yeah. And what were because I know I was I was uh, researching, doing my research. I know you, uh, Alicia, you did uh, Spartan racing. Uh, yes, Spartan racing. Did. Yeah. How, how was how was that? Talk, talk to us a little bit about what it is and you know kind of you know what your experience was from it. I liked it. Well, my first mud run was about in 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was, because I was a fat kid growing up. Like, I didn't play any sports. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't even know how to, like, run. <laughs> so when we got into, like, the fitness, um, one of the trainers at Body Shop actually saw something yeah. in me, and she was like, I want you on my team. So... That's what started the whole, like, fitness journey. Fitness, like, really fitness journey, and that's what. And after I did that, I was hooked because it was something different. It was a challenge. Yeah. yeah. That was. And did the the so the Spartan race stuff that kind of like ignited the fitness journey itself. It yeah kind of okay yeah he actually got me into weights you know at the time. 20 years ago, it wasn't very yeah, popular for females to yeah, lift. Yeah. So I really did not want to. Like, he would be telling me, go heavier. No. And I would just say, like, <laughs> no, no thanks. No other girls are going heavier. You're just like, I'm just trying to tone. Yeah. I'm, I would yeah, be on the your, elliptical. Your and typical, like, oh, typical girl response. Cardio oh, bunny. I, yeah, I don't want to gain muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look manly. Type, yeah. Type. I'll yeah. look manly. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Any, any women that are listening to this, uh, that is a false uh, myth. Yeah. You do not have enough testosterone in your body. It's like the anabolic window after a workout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I got to eat right now or I'm going to lose all my gains. Yeah. yeah. So is the is the gym all you guys do for work? Or No, um, I actually work for the state. So okay. that, that, that actually made it easier to do this because I knew I had that backup. Yeah. Okay. Nice. You're a uh, – oh, you don't want to say that? Okay. Okay, that's fine. It's all good. Um, and I, I know talking more about, uh, I know you guys have like the majority of members here. A lot of the members are women, and yes. you know, which is, which is crazy. You go anywhere else and it's all guys training heavy. Yes. And, you know, you come here and there's a lot of women, just a lot of women. And we, weights. we, I contribute that to Alicia and, uh, her getting women excited about lifting and not being afraid to lift as most, uh, most girls, when they come in here, they're very intimidated. Because you guys do also have, like, a lot of strong dudes, like, breaking records. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, you guys have built uh, kind of, like, sort of a culture around here, you know, which has really brought um, which has really brought up powerlifting in this area, you know, which before it was unheard of. Like, when I first started powerlifting, there was – I knew nobody else that powerlifted, you know. Right. So yep. kinda, yeah. Same. So, um. Because a lot of gyms around, like, not many people compete. It's probably, if I were to think off the top of my head, it would be Lemoore, our gym, Valleys, and then uh, Iron Office. Iron Office. Yeah. Even Grizz's. Oh, yeah, Grizz's is getting, yeah. getting into it now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, down south, you got, like, Nass Power. Right. You know? Nass Power is huge is in big. powerlifting, yeah. Um, now, talking about bigger gyms, um, I, I understand you – you know, you spent some time up in super training. Um, 
how was that? And you know, how was it hanging around with Mark Balance? Yeah, you know what? That was that was a uh, honor uh, to actually have trained in the old um, super training because you know it's, it no longer exists now. Yeah, so that yeah. that's something I'll always have and always remember. Um, it, it was cool because uh, everybody, it, I even though I own a powerlifting gym, when you walk into another gym that's that's uh, um, foreign to you. You know, you walk in a little apprehensive, but everybody was real welcoming. You know, you see all the, the other guys that are featured on uh, Super Training's website and uh, YouTube channel, like uh, Filipino Thunder and uh, Storm Cloud and Little Smokey, and they're all they're all real inviting. You know, they all came up to me and, hey, how you doing? You know, shook my hand and what are you training today? And then they're like, well, we're training this. Um, if you want to get in with us, no problem. We'll, you know. It, it was real cool. It was, it was it was it was cool. I trained up there on two days. You can only train there on certain days. I forget what the days were, but uh, certain days are open gym. Okay. okay. You have to you have to like email ahead, right? You have to email them. Um, I think currently, like Sunday at the new facility is like a open gym. You just show up and yeah. they'll let you in. But other than that, you have to email to to get a um, clearance, I guess you could say, to train there. Train there, okay. What, what was your, you know, biggest takeaways from, from that trip? Um, biggest takeaway, it was, uh, I don't know, just, just uh, the, to train at some place where, you know, because everybody uh, knows Mark Bell. Mark Bell really popularized uh, um, he's, he's powerlifting, right? So, so for him yeah. to be there, and I'm squatting, and he's actually watching me squat. It was like, don't watch <laughs> me, please, you know. And then after you, he walks up to you, and he goes, oh, again, you know, his famous word, you squatting, you know, squat. you get a little squat going on. And I was like, you know, it's just, it's humbling, I guess, uh, yeah. for for somebody with that, you know. Well, you told me it was also a good learning experience. Oh, like their rules are. Uh, spotters how he was like you have to have spotters yeah so or else you're um, out. yeah oh, really? the second yeah. you walk in there yeah he, they let that the, you know don't fuck around in here this isn't your commercial gym he said if you whenever you go above three plates you better have two spotters with you either either two sides or one back or whatever uh gym bags need to be in a certain place uh and it was just um it was uh it was good to good to experience safety. yeah safety so, so you've like implemented some of their rules into oh, absolutely, here. yeah, yeah. We're very big on safety. Um, we've had uh, uh, <laughs> a few accidents uh, in here, I'm sure. Well, and well, we well. did have spotters at that point, um, but uh, th- shit happens. Yeah, and, and eyes <laughs> get taken out. It. You know, yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we we take all precautions and we try to be safe here because this is very dangerous and a lot of injuries can happen in a gym. And uh, not only do you guys, like, own a powerlifting gym and you guys train, but you guys do also compete. And I've seen you guys compete at the most recently, this, the Grizz one. Yes. That, that I've been to. Um, what are you guys' like, numbers and stuff like that? Mine isn't awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got to share it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I've competed in Raw, and I've competed in Classic Raw. Um, what, raw, I did Raw yeah, for my for first. listeners. Yeah, for my first meet, I did Raw. Um, which I, means sleeves. Yeah, which yeah. just means sleeves. Um, I did a uh, – and it was my first meet, so I wanted to go nine for nine. Everybody said, hey, don't cut weight, don't do nothing, don't try to set any records. So I just wanted to go nine for nine. So I ended up with a 525 squat, I believe it was, and then uh, a four – No, it was a 505 squat. 
505 it squad. So yeah, it was it was pretty sad because I just like <laughs> it's a yeah. It was my first Even meet. The I don't want to. Yeah, you. in fact, Steve Dennison was was the one who put on that meet, and he's the USPA president. And he was yelling at me that I'm a sandbagger. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. So to have the president of the the federation, that yeah, to have the the president of the federation uh, calling you out on your bullshit lifts uh, was pretty uh, uh, shameful, I guess. And then <laughs> my uh, my bench, I did a four twelve for my no, first you meet. You had never gone over four. Four twelve for my first meet, um, and right. then. And then for my deadlift, it was same thing, 535. about 535, yeah, something mm-hmm. stupid like that. And then my classic raw, I did 589. I almost bombed out on that one. Uh, just I don't know what happened. Uh, but I did 589 squat, uh, 440 bench, and a 617 deadlift. Okay. Which is the? Oh, which was a state record for classic California raw. State yeah, record, Masters, right? Masters Division. Masters. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> you got a state record holder. Yeah. In Masters. In Masters. In Masters. Yeah. But hey, that's still a record, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd be proud of that. What about yeah. you, Alicia? I sandbagged my first meet. Um. Well, I, I seem to sandbag all my meets, so apparently. Was the, <laughs> the Grizz's meet your first one? No, it's no. my second. The Grizz's meet was an experience. That was I was uh, doing Classic Raw also. Um, I was supposed to go heavier, but I freaked out on my squats because I got, on my second attempt, I got red-lighted for depth, mm-hmm. and I'm not a good squatter. Um, so I only went up to 225, which is the same thing I did in, ra- I mean, in sleeves. Okay. Um, my bench was 137, and I failed my third, and my deadlift was 297, I think. I've never gone over three in a meet. No, but I hope to. Well, it was hey, hard. It's that's only three pounds. I know. Yeah. It's know. hard. Like my first meet, I had, um, I had family things going on back home. So like three days after my first meet, I flew back to Hawaii. Uh, okay. Oh. And then, the Grizz's meet was an experience. <coughs> being a coach, also doing it with Daniel and. Ashley, yeah, our daughter. It was really Cause hard. Because I, I noticed you guys were running around the whole time. It was. To handle and people then, and yeah. lift. Yeah, it's I hard. didn't realize how hard it would be for me to coach, write programs for like nine out of the 11 that were there. And then also me. And then also coach um, our daughter who did her second meet too and then did also broke Which, you know, records. she's a badass. Yeah. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's pretty strong. Yeah. So it was really hard to focus on me because you want, more than anything, I want my girls to do good. Yeah. I don't really care to hit any records. I mean, I would like to, but I'm proud of all of my girls. So You, you like to help, yeah. help more. So we'll see this meet, yeah. hopefully. Well, we had actually talked about it before, right? It was, you know, the whole coaching thing. You know, you always want to be you always want everybody else to do good, and then you kind of put yourself last yes. the time. So. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. I and really uh, that. You, so you've been a personal trainer before, you said? Personal or trainer. Okay. At uh, InShape, right? Nope. No. No? Out Is of my it? house. Oh, that was yeah. out of your house? So you just rent, you were like a manager at, at like InShape? Like an assistant, yeah. Oh, nice. Front desk. Because it's small. It's not like the Mooney one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Um. And I actually, I actually went back on your Instagram and I checked. 
uh, when you guys first got your stuff in your garage. Like With our looked, couch in the background? Yeah, it looked like there was like maybe two pieces of equipment. Like, yep. you know, how how long did it take you guys to accumulate all this stuff? Like Because it, it does cost. Yeah, it does yeah. cost a lot, you know? Not that long. I want to say like an, a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. And, uh, well, um, the when we opened this place, we had a majority of uh, the equipment except the big rogue uh the big, the big rig. Yeah, uh, they, they have a rig right in the middle of the gym, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was a that was a great purchase, especially because you know it has four stations, so yeah. you can have four people squatting, four people benching, whatever. But we had <coughs> like we had the sled already. I used to roll out the turf in front yeah. of my house and oh, okay, and train my clients with that. We had like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not cheap, but uh, well worth the investment. Um, uh, we've bought good equipment and we've bought shitty equipment and uh, just it, spend it the money. Yeah. Spend the money so that it doesn't break. It's me that doesn't like to spend the money. Yeah. So those two lovely benches over there that are cheap, it's because I was <laughs> like, no. Just buy them. Yeah. 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 They serve their purpose, but uh, they are, you can tell the difference between a quality bench and a, and a shit bench. So, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, do you guys like have any, like, because uh, a lot of people when they get into the fitness thing and they uh they'll start to get in it for a couple of years and then they'll notice like hey i want to own a gym someday and stuff like that do you have any like takeaways from your experience to getting a location to like someone that's like new and wants to open something up um well a gym is entirely ba uh, a membership based business right mm -hmm. so if you don't have the membership you don't have a business and um like i said you need to find your niche you can't compete against the big boys, yeah, like the big guys out there, because they'll just bury you everything. You know, they have unlimited resources, unlimited money. Um, so, if you were to want to buy a gym, you need to find your niche and buy equipment specific to that niche, um, and just uh, you need to basically just do it right. Um, you have to, to commit. Fail. You have to be willing to fail. And most businesses do fail. Um, we're very fortunate that we do have a niche here, and we've we've kind of monopolized that niche here. Um, and yeah, you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot. Like I've really sacrificed a lot. Because you you open and close this place yes. up right every day. Uh, every day. Every you day. Know, which is you know it must be just a lot. You know a lot. Yeah. Opening, closing training people you know and writing non-stop yeah aside from that because you guys are the only ones that do you yeah you guys haven't like hired anyone on or anything like that no no, no. Yeah. yeah we can't hire <laughs> yeah. we, we do have members that that step up whenever we do have to leave for anything uh so uh like i said we we our members are our family so we're more than willing to just leave this place to them yeah. Uh, so yeah we'll, we'll just leave and as long as somebody's here it's, it's cool we it, just leave it basically takes care of itself right it does yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we thought about making it a key access or something like that but um it's it's not feasible i guess with the big roll and then and we can't yeah. be 24 hours because there's residents next door okay. yeah. so we can't okay, be yeah. deadlifting past 10 p.m so that's, that's what you guys close like around nine. Yeah, yeah, we close on it. weekdays. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, okay. 
Is it an actual like a like a rule? Is it with it's not a rule. It's more out of um, kindness. Kindness, because this is a business district. Um, yeah, it's zoned for business. Zone it's zoned for business, and like if we were a welding shop or something like that that operated twenty four hours a day, they wouldn't be able to say nothing. But so we do it more out of uh, um, kindness and. Uh, Respect. Yeah, respect for the people that live around. I mean, we had the cops when we first opened up. The cops would show up all the time. Hey, yeah. you guys are making too much noise, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I would tell the, the I would tell the really? yeah, yeah, no I would way. tell the officers, hey, this this is our business. This is what we do. We're gonna be dropping big weights and um, even though the train comes yeah. past yeah. and it's loud, and yeah, the officers the said, right yeah. you know, the officers said, hey, we have to respond because somebody called and made a complaint, uh, but they said. Uh, you guys are more in, in your rights because you guys are business owners. You have a business license, and this is zoned for this type of business, so we can operate. So, so you guys basically condition your, your neighbors, right? Oh, yeah. They don't they don't <laughs> complain. Every once in a while, somebody new will move in, and they'll be like, what the fuck's going on next door? And they'll call the cops. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll learn. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> funny when that one cop was like, well, can you be any quiet? And I was like, that's like 600 pounds on the bar. Right. You want yeah. him can, to can like you put it down quietly? Put it down. Um, no. no. Yeah. We can got guys that, that lift 700 pounds in here on a daily basis. Uh, no. Can't it's not going to happen. Can't even memory foam. On. I know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, we, we do what we can to kind of dampen the sound yeah. by making platforms with uh, wood and uh, rubber. rubber matting. Because I've seen your platforms, like especially the – because you guys have three – and like the one right in the middle, there's like four pieces of wood stuck together. That's oh, yeah. our original. That's our original. Our That's the one from the garage. That was yeah. his YouTube platform. Yeah. It looks pretty good. It, it's really, really thick. Oh, really thick. Yeah. It's really yeah. heavy. Even even then, like you, you can still, you know, hear it pretty far away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no dampening dropping 600 plus pounds on the ground. Yeah. Even, it, even it, if it was bumpers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to shake. Yeah. And what's you guys' like, uh, take on like social media? Because definitely in the fitness community social media is a huge thing and that's how people make money and that's how you kind of get known so for like a gym owner how do you use your social media for that um social media is huge as far as uh free advertising Mm -hmm. so i mean besides social media i did zero advertising um i actually um just use facebook and and uh Instagram for our basic advertising. That's how a lot of people find us is through those two avenues. Word of mouth. Uh, yeah. Word, yeah, word of mouth. And uh, tagging. Tagging's huge. Uh, yeah, if you're not using social media as a business owner, you are failing. Um, you you need to take advantage of social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, podcasts. You know, it's it, they're huge. They're huge just to spread the word on your business and, and get people talking about you. I actually saw that uh, you guys just posted your first little thing. You guys are going to start? We're, we're going to start. Uh, we're we're going to uh, dip our toes into the water. Which I did not know. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't want no part of it, and she doesn't have to be a part of it. Um, I'm going I'm to take lead on that one. Um, and it's it's if like like anything you know if it fails it fails if it if people want to listen then great right yeah. um, it's 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 free. You know, yeah. you, you talk about stuff, you spread information, and, uh, like, if people want to listen to it, they'll listen to it. If they don't, they don't need to. Because there's, there's not a crazy amount of, like, a powerlifting podcast and stuff like that. There's, I mean, I could probably think of, I mean. 
Not there's like ten. five or six. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. the power cast. There's uh. This is the Juggernaut one. Juggernaut, Barbell Shrugged, um, uh, West Side. West Side has their own podcast. Yeah. And then um, uh, the Forsaken Warrior started his yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So and, uh, Bradley Martin actually just started his. Oh, too. did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. how is he classified? He's not a powerlifter. Well, no. he's got power he's got a Mason on there. Mason Cervantes. Oh, yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. That he's guy's badass. He's a badass. So. And that gym is just kind of blown up into like a powerlifting gym. Yeah, too. zoo culture. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. Of the powerlifters. Like yeah. Joey Flex and stuff. He's training out of there, training people out of there. Which I mean, Cole's training there. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He was there not too long ago. Yeah. So. So they, yeah, they say Bradley Martin. That's Bradley Martin's gym, but he's the face of the gym. It's actually owned by like four people. Master Vontis. Three, right? I think it's three. Or, yeah. Yeah, three of them. I, uh, I listened to their podcast. Yeah. And they were saying that you know it was a dream of theirs for like ten years yeah. or something, and they somehow put it together. Because right. I mean, they have like all brand new elite FGS equipment. Yeah, yeah. It's and some are special. Everything's so shiny. They yeah. have all Elico plates there. It's 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 they pretty have, intense. They have like one bar that's like what like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, it's probably like one of the only bars, yeah, Elico yeah. bar or something yeah. like well, that. You know that why they got that much? They probably it was so easy for them to get money because of the following they had. Yeah, you know, especially yes. Bradley, like he had his YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know, once when you can have that much people watching on YouTube, that uh, YouTube pays you. Um, that's amazing. You got something yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's that's like you know that like we were just talking about social media, right? Be able to to be able to monetize yourself and your message. That's that's huge to yeah. be able to turn a profit out of something that you, you enjoy doing. You just wake up with yourself every day, and now and now you're making money, right? What so you guys are, you know, you guys are making, yeah, it, no reality. We well, I'm the opposite. Yeah, I, I don't. No, we've definitely gained I mean, a lot of members through social media. So social media is an avenue for our revenue. And I don't like social media. On some three-way level kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. You don't like social media? No. I have it for the gym. Uh-huh. But I don't like... I'm, a, I'm kind of... Old school? You like On the private yourself? side, yeah. And yeah. I, I think... That's why her... I think you're, you got a private account too, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just... You really do have to sacrifice a lot when you, yeah, you start... When you put yourself out there. You know, you got to give up a little bit of privacy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I. But I'm not. I wasn't ready. I'm not ready for that. That's even, that's even what a majority of people want is that realness, right? Yeah. It, it, people can can sniff out bullshit, right? So if you're putting yourself out there and basically acting the way you think people want you to act, mm-hmm. um, people can see through it. Now, if you're a genuine uh, person, either on video or through the podcast, or you're talking through Instagram or whatever, people people attach themselves to that and see that it's real and uh, like that. Yeah, people like that the most. Yeah. Even by just talking, they can yeah. sniff it out. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. So. Yep. Well, you got any more questions? You guys want to throw anything else out there? Social any, media? Anything for our viewers? Social media? Social media. Where, um, where can they follow you? Well, where can, where uh, can the, they find the gym's you? Instagram and Facebook is Lamore Barbell uh, and Strength uh, LBS. Um, uh, I will be like uh, you mentioned. I will be starting uh, a podcast, so uh, we would enjoy you guys as guests on our podcast sometime oh, in the future. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be LBS Talks. Um, you can. Uh, we also have the the YouTube channel, which 
um, I need to be more. Uh, yeah, YouTube's a, yeah. yeah, YouTube's hard. It YouTube's is. hard. Um, you really need to commit to that daily to to gain followers on YouTube. And plus, it's you know a lot of the equipment like you got to get a really good camera and it's, stuff, right? It's it's expensive. Yeah. But uh, you know they say start off with whatever, right? Yeah. People, some people start off podcasts with an iPhone, just yeah. taping. You yeah. know. I mean, we started we started out with just like uh, talking to the computer, right? Without yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, just fucking do it. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't pussy out and just fucking do it. You want to do something, just do it. Uh, Instagram, uh, my personal Instagram is Danny Burns under slash LBS, and uh, yeah, that's it. Any social media for you? Nothing. Everyone knows mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> If you're good at stalking on Instagram, you'll find her. <laughs> oh, okay. You'll find her. So go on to the LBS page, and, yeah, you'll find her. Cool, yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, thanks a lot for being on our show. You know, it was, a, it was an honor. Our pleasure. Yeah. yeah. This was fun. Thank yeah. you for having And this us. has been yet another, another episode, episode of Barbell and Friends. Catch you guys later.